Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Welcome, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday, uh, and Kathy, we have very special guests from uh, Houston area, Katy, Texas. Uh, they're leaders in uh, Living Waters and Give It Away and do retreats, and uh, they're also uh, leaders in C12, so they're kind of the mm-hmm. intersection of uh, a lot of things that, that we get to be part of uh, and enjoy. So Carolyn and Steve uh, Van Udigam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we just we just shorten it. To That's Ban. not easy to say. We just say Bano. Uh, Steve Bano is on the call. Uh, it's really easy to say that. Uh, so we welcome you guys and uh, thanks for coming on today. And uh, it's great to see you both. You're, uh, you. you're down in you. uh, in uh, Houston. How's it? How's the weather down there? What's going on down there in Houston? Well, you call us at a good time. It's 75. Beautiful out. So. <laughs> So it's not, not not burning up, and you're not in a hurricane, well, and you're. <laughs> that's right. That's Life right. is good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've been through it all. I know. Uh, well, right. I, I think to uh, have the audience uh, learn a little bit about you, why don't you each, if you would, share how did you each come to know Christ in your life? Okay, you want to go first, honey? Okay. Uh, well, when I was a kid, my birthday was in summertime, and we went to the 4-H fair to celebrate it, and when we walked in one time, somebody from the church said, okay, here's a ticket, you can come for a free movie, so at the end of the day, we were out of money and out of rights, <laughs> so we went to the movie ticket, and in there, it was a movie about Jesus, and they talked to us about um asking Jesus into your heart and I had heard about Jesus in Sunday school a lot but I never thought about Jesus living inside of me Mm. and so they said now when you go home at night you ask Jesus into your heart so went home and did that and just felt all aglow and uh, count that as my salvation day and now how how old are you how old are you Carolyn when that when that was happening I was probably about eight okay and where did you grow up? Uh, Northern Indiana, Mishawaka, okay. South Bend, Indiana. And county fairs are a big thing there. In okay. And um, so, and then um, the church that I was raised in was a very liberal church. And um, I, I loved God, but that church believed the Bible was inspired, not um, necessarily the absolute truth. And there are so many ramifications when somebody doesn't believe that the Bible's the absolute truth. Mm -hmm. Play that in so many ways, because when you read it, you're filtering it to say, you know, okay, is this this applicable or is this um, out of line? So I, by the way, I call that the uh, blind leading the blind. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think the thing is, is most, people in that situation think they're more intellectual. 
Yes. You know, right. <laughs> um. they have this intellectual filter that some other people lack, mm. but um, you just you just see so many. So then that turns out to be some things you believe and accept and live by, and some things you don't. And so um, I uh, was in the church and led Bible studies and um, did all this kind of thing. But um, I started, I didn't, I started BSF when I was in my 50s, actually. Mm. And um, I was in BSF for three years before I accepted that the Bible was the absolute truth. And wow. it, it just was a star trek kind of experience you know when it goes from regular speed to work speed right right right, right. <laughs> and it was wow wow thank you god and god is so uh, gracious to bring um bsf was huge trace Diaz made an impact um and um abiding then was another dimension and, and made a huge impact to me mm. as far as experiencing God and knowing God and understanding that. So um, I just can look back on my life and see God's faithfulness in so many places mm. in bringing to me um, growing modes that uh, um, convicted me and it was Holy Spirit mm -hmm. conviction. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, that's beautiful. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. Steve, how about you? Well, my story is a little bit more complicated. It has a, if it was a, a train, there would be a lot of cars to it. <laughs> so when I was 17, uh, my mother died of, uh, I guess it was breast cancer, probably not breast cancer, but can uh, lung cancer, I think. They mm -hmm. called it emergency back then, not sure. And four months later, my dad passed away. Mm. And I'm wow. one of five, five kids, a blended family. I was the youngest one. So uh, six months Looking back on this, I'm just amazed because six months before that, I started dating Carolyn and uh, her family really kind of took me in and adopted me. And so mm -hmm. my family never went to church. My dad was Catholic and had been divorced. So he was excommunicated back then. And my mother, I think, was Protestant. We never talked about anything. Yeah. So wherever Carolyn went, I went. <laughs> so I went to church and one day they had this line and uh, they had us all get in a line and they put us in some water and we came out of the water and they said, do you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get it over with, get the towel, get dried off. So um, after that, I knew I had a lot of knowledge and things as we went along. And I was an elder and I taught just similar to Carolyn. And um, then, I, then I went to Promise Keepers and I went to a Billy Graham Crusade. And then I went to uh, join C12 as a member. We had a business. Now, now can I go back and can sure. I tell them about your relationship with music? Because no, no, that's not a good thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just a gross thing because it shows you how far uh, with Steve participating and singing at the come. When uh, Steve, when we first got married, if you if you have a hymn book, you usually share it with the person next to you. But mm -hmm. you do not want to share it with Steve because he would bounce his finger off of the words <laughs> and sing kind of loudly 
I don't know if it was intentionally off key or not, but I <laughs> enjoyed the turned heads. And so, um, but then he had this uh, uh, real wonderful, and, and he would always try and get into church after the first three hymns, you know. So then he had this great. Honey, <laughs> I'm sure anybody watching this is not concerned at all about the stories. But then, then Love he, it. <laughs> He had a great revelation at Promise Keepers and came back. Well, yeah, there was a couple of things. So and continuing the chain here, the Billy Graham crusade, and then um, uh, Trace Diaz, where I already mentioned, BSF. I, I, I used to do her, her uh, uh, lessons with her after she did, and I finally went to that. And then again, C12. Uh, the Trace Diaz, the fourth day movement of that was really critical for me. Um, you're, you're there for four days, and we had a uh, chapel on Saturday. This was October the 2nd, 1998, and I had been supposedly a believer for over 30 years, mm -hmm. and we had just gone through a rough time. Uh, Carolyn had been diagnosed with breast cancer. She's fine. She's cancer-free. We had little kids. Uh, I had been downsized in my position, so we were really in a tough spot, and I really didn't want to go to this retreat. But anyway, we're outside. We're standing there. And we're going through Jesus's crucifixion and we had sound effects with it. So they were reading the physical things that happened to him. They had the, you know, the, 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 the flogging, they had the sound of that. They had the hammering of the, the nails mm. and so forth. And I really felt like Jesus, I was standing there and I was quite touched by it. And I felt like he said, <laughs> you know, for everything I've done for you, how could you ever think I'd leave you? Mm. And that was it. Uh, I, I really realized that there's a difference between, and we all know this, intellectual knowledge and, and the real relationship. But right there, I just felt a very deep relationship mm. with him. And that whole rest of that retreat uh, was just amazing. I just heard a lot of things. And after I came back, Carolyn said I used to want to get there late, which was easy with three boys, because there's always excuses for getting late, because I didn't really like the music, and the first weekend I went back, they sang the hymn, and I said, Carolyn, they changed the music. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they didn't change yeah. the music. Yeah. So, uh, he said, it's different now. They're singing to God. <laughs> oh. yeah. So I never had a lot of... Uh, care about people before that and we would go visit people in the nursing homes which I used to hate to do that yeah but I really enjoyed it from that point on in fact mm. I remember Carolyn reminded me of this there was a lady and she was really old and she was sitting in this wheelchair by the elevator getting ready to go down and I just felt to walk over to her and just give her a kiss on top of her head mm. I've never done that before <laughs> I used to run we lived in Tampa at the time and I used to run down Bayshore and kids, you know, there'd be the, the mothers with their little kids. I used to, you know, you know get out of the way. Come on. You know, <laughs> I'd stop and look at the kids and say how cute they were and all this. So a lot of things changed. Uh, mm. I, used, I used to play racquetball with our pastor and um, I would stop at McDonald's at 6 a.m. before I went to the, the Y. And after this weekend, I, I was an evangelist. I wanted everybody to come to know Christ. So I, I pulled up to the drive-through window and she said, yeah, can I help you? I said, yeah, I got a cup of coffee with cream, a couple of sweet and lows. Okay. She came back. I said, hey, by the way, do you have any prayer requests? And she said, well, let me check. 
And she came back about five minutes later and said, we don't have those on the menu. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so then I had to kind of explain. Oh. So every week for about six weeks, I would do that. And I finally did get some prayer requests. Oh. That, so. they, they, decided to, they decided to put that on the menu, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's so, fantastic. So I consider my salvation really from October 2nd, 1998 until today. Mm -hmm. yeah. And of course that, that sanctification process continues in a lot of different right. ways. Yeah. yeah. Just and your you, faith came alive. It sounds you like. You described uh, really did. a little bit about that, you know, your walk obviously came together. Tell us, how did you meet each other uh, and what led you to uh, decide to get married? That's an interesting question. I'm going to have Carolyn. <laughs> well, actually, um, Steve came to the same grade school that I attended in sixth grade, but we were in different classes. And wow. um, then in, I think, our junior year, um, he had to walk by me all the time to get to his seat in a, a math class. No, it was. A couple classes. A couple yeah. classes, yes. And so then... Um, eventually we went out on a date and then we didn't see each other for a while and then we kind of at the end of our junior year were a couple from then on and um, junior, junior year in college no high school high school high school okay so high school high sweethearts wow. i love it and th this needs a little more clarification the reason there was a gap is i kept calling her on friday for a date on saturday and she was always booked it didn't dawn on me that i had to do this several weeks ahead of time so i finally figured that out you finally got it figured out huh yeah it took me an hour to get up the nerve to call her on the phone yeah so yeah work on that and our proposal process was a little bit different from most people, I um, have a three-year degree. I was out working as a hygienist and um, Steve was working three jobs to put himself through school. Um, mm -hmm. He had to support himself um, with his parents not there. And so um, I saw him getting really tired and uh, he, he, now, he had brought up marriage before, um, but I figured he could not ask me because he could not support a wife. And since I was working and making money, I could ask him if he wanted to get married. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so uh, I asked him and he accepted and then he had to formally ask me so I wouldn't be able to be teased about it for the rest of my life. <laughs> so you were, you were, uh, Carolyn, you're already graduated from your uh, hygienist. And Steve, you, were you still in school then or? Yeah, I was a senior. Okay. She had she had a three year degree in dental hygiene. She, mm -hmm. she finished earlier than I did. Where did and you Where did you go to school? Where did you go to college, Steve? Yeah, I went to uh, Indiana University uh, regional campus, IUSB there. And had I not had that, I wouldn't have been able to go because I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Yeah. So that was mm -hmm. a blessing. Yeah. And Carolyn did the same thing with your dental hygiene, didn't you? Right. I one did. I did one year at Bloomington and then yeah. the other two years. Yeah, by the way, um, that's great. As you were growing up and, and I'm growing up, we were, we were neighbors. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I grew up in Valparaiso, Indiana. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, oh, we were neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And used to go to my brother. Uh, he wound up uh, playing football for the varsity uh, University of Iowa football team. Oh. Uh, and, uh, and we had always gone anyway, but we often, because uh, uh, they played Notre Dame, uh, -huh. uh we would go to the games in South Bend. 
Okay. Wow. Uh, for the game. You show. know where Mishawaka is then. I do. That's, I do. That's yeah. where we grow. <laughs> yeah. And that's why you guys have a lake house in Michigan because you, if you grow up there, that we our parents did too. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better than this fantastic lake place, right, in Michigan? Oh, absolutely. Lots of little lakes. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of lakes. Yeah. yeah. How long have you had that house in Michigan? Well, goodness. Actually, my grandparents bought on the lake back in the 20s, um, 1920s. And then my dad has bought, and my dad has, we've had several different cottages up there. Uh, they call them lake houses here, but they call them cottages up there, or I guess here we call it cabin, but um, so it's the one has been in the family. My grandparents actually bought the property that it was on back in when we were dating, probably back in the 60s. Yeah. And then they sold one lot and kept the other lot. And uh, my dad, who was a dentist, used the materials from my grandma and grandpa's house um, to build the cottage with Steve helping uh, back in when he was in high school, even. <laughs> That's great. So how did you how did you guys end up landing in Texas? You know, you're you're up in the lakes. You're up in Indiana. Yeah. How did how did Texas come into the equation? Well, we were we lived we've lived around several places. I was in the mm -hmm. at the end of Vietnam, and so we were on East Coast, West Coast. We also lived in uh, Dallas for a while, and then Atlanta. And after Atlanta, we went to Tampa. That was kind of our dream place to live. And so business oh, wow. actually business actually took us to Tampa okay. we were 21 years. Yeah. And then um, uh, because of C12, I was in a, uh, we, we've kind of lost everything three times. And we were at one of those little moments <laughs> where I where I tried everything and nothing worked and, and finally got reconnected with C12. And they needed some, what's it, what are called chairman. And one of the places they need them is Houston, a place I never, ever thought we would ever live. Uh -huh. uh, but anyway, uh, we felt the call to come here. Uh, we didn't know anybody. God get the credit. So we did that nine and a half years ago. So that's how we got here. And, and you did some fleeces, too. I did. God had to do three things to get us here. And they were actually miraculous. And he did them. Yeah. It was mm. just amazing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'd like you to get there. And then uh, uh, now that you're there, and I know you're... You actually are leading a thriving region there. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're you're doing right now. Well, I'm a again what they call C12 chairman, and um, uh, we're, it's a it's a it's a consulting practice really. C12 is the the country's largest invitation only executive roundtable for Christian business owners and CEOs. Yep. So we invested in it. It's a, in a franchise model. And we kind of put every penny we had into yeah. it and lived in an apartment for four years to be able to yeah. use our house equity to get the business ministry going. Wow. So I came here, didn't know anybody. And um, so we just started doing some seminars and stuff and God raised people up and I don't sell C12. I, I watch where he's working and raising people. And mm -hmm. uh, my, my prayer is give me eyes to see who you're raising up and ears to hear what they need and the words to say to them. And it just took off. Mm, and that was a different concept. You learned that, didn't you? Well, I did. Yeah. And a lot of that came through Blackaby's course, Experiencing God, mm -hmm. uh, which is wonderful. So those are some other things that he had prepped me for. But the thing that's really interesting is I tried eight things before we came here, eight things. Mm. 
and they all should have worked. They were slam dunks and they did not work. Mm. <laughs> so um, we're, we're kind of glad. So we wanted to come here uh, because God had to get the glory because we, we knew absolutely nobody. And it was, it's been one of the most exciting things we've done. There's now five C12 chairs here. Yeah. So God has actually grown the area and it's exciting to watch him do that. Yeah. And how many groups do you have now? And you have uh, are the chairs, uh, uh, what you call associate chairs that kind of work under your leadership? Yes, I have three. And there's another what we call principal chair here. I'm a principal chair mm -hmm. and I have six groups right now. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. I love every minute of it. Yeah, I know you do. So um, I know that you've learned uh, abiding uh, and the impact and the importance of that. Maybe you could share each of you share. Uh, what does that look like to you and uh, why has that made such a difference in your uh, enjoying life with God? I'm trying to think of the words, the words for this and Steve's more the talker of us too. <laughs> but uh, with abiding, there's an intersection with God. I think sometimes with Bible study, there's learning about and um, walking alongside but with abiding, there's just an intersection where you meet God and God is revealed. God reveals himself um, in ways that I haven't found any other method that does mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And um, it, the, the impact and the ramifications of that are, are huge and just mm -hmm. brings tremendous blessing and um assurance and faith and and uh just to you just get to see some more dimensions of god that are just mind-boggling yeah that's beautiful steve how about you any thoughts on that yeah i have a lot of thoughts on that <laughs> uh the the information that, that that i've learned through living waters and the abiding retreat um I use it literally every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever I'm talking to a member um, in a one-on-one -on -one that is part of a membership that was C12, um, I, I just, the stuff that, that you taught and that's in the Bible, I just use. And it's so encouraging to people yeah. when they mm -hmm. absolutely believe that God owns their business. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. a lot of times I'll come in and their body language is bad and, you know, they look grumpy. And, and I say, would you like to open us in prayer? And they say, no, you pray. Uh, and, and then we get into it and then I say, okay, so who owns your business? And they'll go, oh, God. Okay, who really owns the business? <laughs> we may have to say that a couple of times, and it's not it's not mm -hmm. prescriptive to them, but they have to remember that. And and you through through the the abiding retreat has really lifted up and made that real, and mm -hmm. it's amazing. Uh, I had dinner this morning or breakfast rather at Denny's, and there was this little waitress with tattoos all over her or server. And I asked her what her name was and what about the tattoos and all this? Well, her husband committed suicide. She's got four kids. Oh, my. Mm, and she's not in church. And, you know, she says she believes in God. Well, I was able to share things with her to, to lift that situation up. Mm. Yeah. And that's so important. And every single day I get to do that. And it's such a blessing because it helps me too remember mm -hmm. that. It, it is without a doubt the most important thing. And a lot of stuff that we've learned is not preached in church, not, not being critical of churches at all, but you just don't hear the high view of God 
and, and how we don't have to resign ourselves to something that's not what he wants for us, which is the abundant life. Right. And the more people understand that, the more they believe that, the more we've got one company that has had a horrible time. And we, we lost nobody during COVID. None of mm-hmm. our seats all companies. And um, one of them had a horrible time, but they just ended up hiring a director of ministry. They've got scripture on their walls. We first met them. They didn't have any of that stuff. And I'm not That's pointing excellent. at me, but I'm pointing at what C12 gets, gets this, their head back in the game spiritually, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And every time I abide and I abide every single day, I get up very early and I do that. I, and it's like getting a spiritual hug every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you say... Um, uh, you know, abiding, uh, and you, you spend time in the word every day. What does that look like, uh, specifically for you? How does that, how can you help the audience understand? What are you talking about there? Well, it's a lot different than just reading the Bible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Done that several times and I got nothing out of it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so abiding now is waiting for God to speak. And by looking at words mm-hmm. and the word, the term rhema is something that Carolyn and I really weren't familiar with, but now, and I use that during the C12 meetings that we have, the all day meetings when we go through the, they didn't, they didn't hear about it either. Anyway, I look for that. And when I look for that, uh, through the abiding process, I know to cross reference that into other places in the Bible and then cross reference from there. And by doing that, and I also ask myself, God, why are you, I ask God questions all the time. I never used to Mm -hmm. ask God questions. I always told him what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I figured he needed my plan. Yeah. (laughs) He always says, I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't know that. That's right. Thank, thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for enlightening yeah. me. <laughs> well, I always felt he was busy with something yeah. else. <laughs> so the abiding process has allowed me to humble myself and mm-hmm. really, truly That's listen. Good. And the second piece is to be patient mm-hmm. because I learned again through the abiding process that we have to stick with it mm-hmm. and we have to continue to go. And the other thing, and I hope we get into this, is the unity piece of this yeah. with Carolyn and myself, which is huge. Mm-hmm. That That's changed our marriage. It really has. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about that as we, uh, yes. Kathy and I are in the middle of our series on uh, discerning God's will. Uh-huh. Uh, and we talk about unity as an important piece of that. Um, how do you approach receiving God's will? Um, how do you experience it? And talk about the process of, of unity and what that really looks like for you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me, you mind if I start? No, go ahead. Okay. Please. Carolyn said earlier, I'm a pretty good talker. So in our, in our marriage, the early years when I wanted to do something and it was different than what Carolyn wanted to do, I would convince her in ways that my way was better. Right. So we had that for 30, 40 years. We'd go back and forth. Convince meaning just charge ahead. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Linda, Linda would say, I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so Carolyn being the supportive you know, spouse that she is, uh, submitted. And mm-hmm. what, what we learned in the abiding process and the, the first couple of retreats we went to is that that's not unity. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. one person giving in to the other. And, I'm, and, and I've got to take a side note here. Our C12 members face this all the time. Yeah. So I talk about that all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So what we learned spiritual unity is, is that Carolyn has an idea and I have an idea and we're not in unity there. So we don't know God's will. It's not, I'm wrong. 
right and she's wrong and so forth. So now we go to God separately and we pray and we ask him about it and we're patient. That has absolutely transformed that because what I didn't realize is that every time I got my way, mm. there's a scar there on Carolyn. Yeah, mm. boy. And it's a wound. And it, we carry it around and it gets heavier. Whenever I submitted to her, which I didn't like to do very often, <laughs> I would have that. And we don't have that anymore. And so now we don't, we don't disagree. We're just searching for God's will. Yeah. That's beautiful. It's kind of funny. One of our sons um, said the only thing that he remembered us really doing battle about was car directions, driving directions. <laughs> I guess because we were all enclosed in the car. And I had to uh, confess, I did have a prayer sometimes. God, let me be right and Steve be wrong. <laughs> Even as I said it, I knew that was not a good prayer. But well, he answered those quite a bit. <laughs> he, said, he said, don't worry about it. He's already wrong. So uh, that's right. Uh, as, you, as you express that, um, do you have an example you could share with, uh, with us of how it practically worked together as you uh, said it uh, beautifully is that, well, you may disagree, but you just don't yet know God's will. And mm -hmm. uh, how do you actually process that to discover okay. God's will? Sure. Let me give you an example we had in our church. Uh, we were sitting there. We weren't hurting anybody. And after the church service was over, uh, the uh, nice lady in back of us and her husband, we're friends of ours, said, hey, we've got a uh, Lexus 460 that uh, her father uh, just passed away. He was in his 90s. And, and it was a stretch, uh, Lexus, and, and they said, we're, we're going to just sell it for the cost of it. Are you interested in it? Well, we love Lexus cars. Well, and I get car sick really easily, so to have a smooth car is a big deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so we said, well, uh, you know, they were, gonna, they were asking $33,000 for it, which was nothing. So we went to look at it. Of course, we drove it, and of course, we liked it. And I wasn't sure about it, or was it you that wasn't sure? One of us, I guess it was me that wasn't sure about it. And so we disagreed. So right away, we said, okay, let's go, let's pray about it. So the next morning, Carolyn said, you know what, that's okay. You know, we really don't need a car. It's all right. Let's save the money, uh, keep our powder dry, so to speak. Well, if you go back to the one of the three miracles that God had to do in Tampa, we didn't really have enough money before we sold our house. And, and it was 18 months the houses had to, because this was after 2008, 2011. So we were at dinner one time, or lunch rather, with our really close friends. And we loved them dearly. They knew everything that was going on, but they didn't know about the three miracles that had to happen. We didn't want to tell anybody. Well, and we didn't say anything about our financial situation. We didn't say anything about mm -hmm. our financial situation. Well, at the end of the dinner, or the lunch rather, he hands us an envelope. He says, you might want to open that. We opened it. And it was a check for $25,000. Oh, my. Mm. And I said, no, you can't do this. I mean, we're not going to be able to pay this back. He says, we don't want you to pay it back. We're investing in, you know, you going mm. to Houston C12. We said, no, no, no. Anyway, we, we accepted it. This is a gift. Okay. And now, we want to participate in the ministry. Uh-huh. So now go, go to this little vignette I told you about, about the offer of the car. And we had the 33,000, we had that in savings. Uh, but what, what came to me and I shared it with Carolyn was, and this was like two weeks later, he called us up and this guy's made a lot of money. He's an entrepreneur, but he got himself in a jam and he has some legal fees. And just in, in our call, he said, yeah, he says, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not, we can't even afford an attorney. 
So right there, the Lord said to me, pay him back. <laughs> mm. So we paid him back that we said, would it be okay if we gave you back the 25,000? Oh my gosh, that'd be great. Right there proved to us that God did not want us to pay or, or use that for the car. He wanted to help them. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Mm. And that, that's an example of how and we've had several situations like that. Not that dramatic, maybe, but several of those situations. Yeah. And so as you're um, even describing that, when you're in the middle of it, uh, and you're processing, you know, should we, should we not? Uh, one of you said, I, I, that would be a good idea. The other one, I'm not sure about it. Um, why did you not uh, proceed either way? You know, just absolutely, we're not going to do it. Or yeah, absolutely, we are. You, you weren't doing either way. Uh, mm -hmm. why, why could you wait in the middle of that? Well, because we learned that we don't know God's will yet. It's not that this is right or this is right. It's we don't know his will. That's a different mm -hmm. paradigm for us. Well, and we learned go to neutral. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank so you. It wasn't yeah. one opinion yeah. against another that was paramount to discover. It yeah. was what's God's best, what's God saying. Yeah, and and it's the what it takes away is the pride in a in a in a <laughs> in a belief. In other words, mm -hmm. if you believe something's right, it's prideful. Your self worth is. We don't have that anymore. Yeah. God's God's the calls the shots here. Yeah. So we say we don't know his will yet. So now we're on an adventure to find his will. Yeah. And we have to be patient with I, that. I love what you're describing there. We just uh, led a retreat, an abiding retreat this past weekend. And for every couple, I think that idea of unity and true unity with the Holy Spirit was, was a new concept to them and changed the dynamics of how they um, how they disagree, and even just how they seek his will. And one of my favorite quotes, I'll botch it because I don't have it written in front of me right now, but is from A.W. Tozer. I don't know if you've heard this before. He talks about, you know, have you ever noticed that in a room full of pianos <laughs> that they can all be tuned because they are all tuned to the same standard, they are in tune with each other. Wow. Again, yes. Yeah. So wow. if you had a room of a hundred pianos, they could be tuned to one tuning fork. And in that they are in tune with each other. Yeah. Wow. And That's it's not because they're trying to tune to each piano. It's because there is one thing they're tuning to. And as each one tunes to Beautiful. the one standard, they come in tune with each other. And that's a picture of yeah. what he does in unity in the Holy spirit. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, and we're talking about a marriage here, but this is the same thing in business. We yeah, talk about absolutely. this all the time in business. We, we, in fact, one of the, I'm going to use the word battle that we kind of face in these C12 boards is when they want to buy a company or sell a company to a not yet believer. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that in Corinthians chapter six, I think it's second Corinthians chapter four or six, wherever it is. And we talk about that because it's the same thing. If you don't have the Holy spirit in those two people, it's not going to work. Right. So that whole thing applies. And Carolyn mentioned the term neutral. All mm -hmm. the C 12 members know what that means. It means mm -hmm. all we want is God's will. Yeah. No matter what happens, we're going to be okay with it because his will, Rich, you say this all the time, is best and there's none better. Right. And Absolutely. That, we repeat that a thousand times a year yeah. because they have to get that through their head that they have to trust God. Yeah. And the only way they can do that is to continue to abide and be obedient and be patient. Yeah, and as, as you're that. describing this car, uh, mm -hmm. you were in a waiting mode because you weren't in unity. Uh, and remember unity, uh, uh, it's, it's the confirmation of the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit, not that you two didn't, well, we could 
you know, yeah, I guess we could do that. Uh, that makes sense. But no, you didn't have confirmation. So you're waiting uh, with, uh, as you properly described, we know God's going to answer this question. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to wait and seek God's will. Okay, so then he answers it not with just a simple no. He says, hey, by the way, I want you to take this money and give it to this guy. Uh, talk, talk about that because that's, that's more to the story, so to speak. Because you, mm-hmm. you could have said, uh, okay, fine. Uh, I guess we're not supposed to buy that car, but I don't know about giving that guy the money. Uh, how, how did you process that to where you saw, oh, oh, this is what you're up to? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was on the phone with this gentleman. Uh, again, brother in Christ. We dear love friends. him. Dear friend. Dear friend. We trust him with our kids. We love them dearly. And the minute he said, he has never said this before. He's the one always giving people money or always helping. Mm-hmm. But when he said, um, I don't know where we're going to get the money. You know, we, you, we need X. It was just a confirmation with me. And then I asked Carolyn about it, make sure she was in. in. So, uh, you know, Carolyn's opinion might be A, mine might be B. God can change A to A or B to B, but he also comes up with C. And that's what mm-hmm. this one was right here. And there was mm-hmm. no question in our hearts and minds at all. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that one we didn't almost have to process too much because we just knew. Mm-hmm. one of those things where god says there it is there it is right. there's a chance to yeah. um show my love to these mm. uh, precious people when you're when, when when my pride is not in something and we can humble ourselves before the lord everything's just easier yeah. it, i mean it may Absolutely. not be in the timing we like but it's always <laughs> the right thing to do and you feel shalom about it great mm-hmm. stuff. yeah what is, people say when you're in the center of God's will and you know you know you're in the center of God's will nothing else matters you you can you can do what would seem sacrificial or mm-hmm. not um not brilliant necessarily in the eyes of the world but you can do it with joy and confidence and yeah. gratitude that God's given you um that chance to uh, let him work through you yeah. Yeah, and when you're, uh, uh, as you've described it, uh, staying in that process, uh, why is it, and you said it, Steve, why is it easier and more and more joyful, not even that you even have the answer yet, but you're just in the process of it. Why, why is that easier? Because it goes from being a work or pressured thing to an exciting thing about seeing what God's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so for now, disagreements, or differences are exciting because we don't know what God wants to do here. But right. he's brought it up. And so then that trip or that journey to find out what he wants can be very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. And then you get the answer. And the more you do it, like anything else, you get better at it. You, you listen more. And I find that the more we do it, the faster they can come because we're listening and there's not this mm-hmm. distraction. That, that is the great, one of the greatest things we've learned. Well, and we both want to submit to God I mean, you want to submit to God. We don't necessarily <laughs> want to submit to each other all the time. <laughs> but, but we both, that's the desire of our hearts is, you know, to submit to God. Yeah. And we've had a lot of our C12 couples, as you know, Rich, come to the abiding retreats. 
and it absolutely changes their life. I mean, it's mm -hmm. amazing what happens. And on my one-on-ones with them, I get to reinforce some of that because mm -hmm. you have to do that sometimes uh, to help them remember. So yeah. people come up to us when we do get some kind of a get together where couples are there. So many come up and say, oh, that's made such a difference. You know? <laughs> that's one, of the, uh, one of our members, a young couple, uh, the wife wasn't too happy about him joining C12 from an investment <laughs> standpoint. I didn't know this. They came to the abiding retreat and not real talkative, you know, not real friendly. But at Sunday during the after the lunch, she came up to me and said, yeah, I thought this was crazy. The C12 thing. This is fantastic. This is what we've ever done. Nothing to do with C12. It was all it was all what Christ did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit. So yeah. anyway. Uh, and as you've uh, you know, you described it. Uh, you both are seeking uh, God's will. Uh, what have you learned about uh, the beauty of, of both of you, particularly when you disagree or not in unity or not uh, confirmation? And you just said, well, we just keep going uh, and seek God's will. What have you learned about why that is such a beautiful way of living? Well, I think it's such a beautiful way of living because you can be in the center of God's will and that's your goal. That's your, that's your source. That's your goal. That's your filter. Um, it's, it's the desire of your heart. Um, and it's beautiful to see that in your spouse. I, I love to see Steve Biden. I just love to see him. I'm getting up. I, I don't always see him so much because he gets up earlier than I do. But um, and 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 talking and just seeing the anointing, just seeing mm -hmm. God. And he's plenty smart, but the words that come out are beyond, you know, even uh, are beyond earthly wisdom. It's it's God's anointing. And there's I don't think there's any, you know, God, that's that's such a blessing from God to get to see that in, in mm -hmm. this person you love and, and have seen grow in Christ and and Yeah. I'm and, grateful. Yeah, and, and it just takes it makes it light. Just makes it light. Um, I never thought we'd live in Houston, Texas. I thought it was one of the worst places on earth to ever live. And and I wouldn't I wouldn't trade anything for this right now. I mean, if God wants to stop, else, I certainly would. But if anybody's watching this and they're in a situation and they're not obeying God's will, got to go with it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's really amazing. This is like, I wouldn't trade this for anything. My worst day at doing what I'm doing now is better than any day I had in my corporate career. Yeah, yeah. And it's That's all because of God's will. And the other thing that that I think the abiding does and the the unity, I care more about what God wants. For a circumstance or a situation than about what i want yeah mm -hmm. that took a long time and I, I slip occasionally on it we all do but when i look at that because his nature is in us as you say mm -hmm. many times rich his nature is living in us we are not to be walking around you know worried about stuff and anxious all the time and not living the abundant life that he wants for us mm -hmm. and that's the way to be the light in the darkness it's not the prosperity gospel but it is relying on him. And the more they get that, and the more they hear that, the, the more joyous that they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Kathy, you can see the joy on the two of you guys. Yes. I love oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Kathy could, uh, uh, could we say it any different, any better, any differently? I oh, mean, right. uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you're, you're, you're just living it out, you know, and it's a joy for us, uh, to have seen it 
and 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 now you really are giving it away and continue to receive mm-hmm. and give it away. So you're not talking about it; you're still living it, and God, people can see that, uh, which we see yeah. it right here. It's it's a beautiful thing. So uh, we so are grateful uh, for your story and your enthusiasm and the expression of uh, how it plays out. Uh, and I just we just Kathy and I just pray that everybody can hear what you just said. Mm-hmm. And say, well, then why why, why don't I try that? <laughs> why don't right. I go? Why don't I go that way? Because it's it's really phenomenal, you know. And uh, we're encouraged by you, and look forward to uh, more stories coming from you guys. Well, we sure appreciate you, Rich and Linda, and you, Kathy, and and having this opportunity to share. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, Kathy will uh, pick it up again tomorrow with End Times uh, Friday. Uh, Excellent. Uh, and then we'll continue God's will uh, next week. So again, thank you so much. We'll, we'll uh, look forward to uh, having you return sometime and tell more about the beautiful stories that you have to share with us. And uh, yes. Kathy, we'll uh, see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, and just be encouraged by the story you heard here today. Yeah. This unity that, that they spoke of is something God has for you in your marriages as well. So enjoy it. Amen. <laughs> All right. Amen. See you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.